Let's be honest. Life's hard sometimes. We get discouraged, struggle in our faith, and it's easy to feel alone. Despite how you might feel sometimes, know that God's got your back. And so do we. Vision's prayer line team are ready to pray for whatever you're going through. Text your prayer request to 0401 132 888 and we will be praying for you. Or click prayerline at vision.org.au. That's 0401 132 888 or vision.org.au. It's another way Vision is helping you look to God daily. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Are you a prodigal or are you a pig? A prodigal son or a prodigal daughter will always come back home to their father. And a pig will return to its slop or it will return again to the mud. That's because a pig is a pig. Believers sometimes realize that they've wandered far from the Lord. Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to search our hearts so we can find our way back home. Here's how you know if you're a believer where you end up. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. When you become a member of the family of God, you don't get a laminated member ID card. You don't get a secret login for a VIP website. You don't get a souvenir pen or a keychain or a coffee mug. Well, how do you know that you're a member? How can you make sure that your membership hasn't lapsed? Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to see where we stand in our relationship with the Lord and to make sure we're fair dinkum members of God's family. It's from his series called Quarantine Life. have a Bible, I'd like you to open it up right now or go to the Bible app on your phone or on your tablet and turn to Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 12 to 16. Here are the words of Paul. He says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both to will and do of his good pleasure, do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so I may rejoice in the day of Christ, and I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Paul says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Please note he did not say work for your salvation. Salvation is a gift from God. We're told over in the book of Ephesians, chapter two, verse eight, for by grace you have been saved through faith and it's not of works lest any man should boast. Listen, I don't know about you. I know that my sin is forgiven. I know that I will go to heaven when I die. How do I know that? Because I believe the promises of God. I've received the gift from God of eternal life. And if you have not received that gift yet, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to receive it for yourself at the end of my message. And you can ask Jesus Christ to come into your life. But what does Paul mean then when he says, work out your own salvation? Remember again that the book of Philippians, the epistle to the people there, it's written to Christians. 
In fact, in the beginning, he calls them saints. He says, you are saints. So these words are written to believers to work out their own salvation. It could better be translated, work it out or carry it out completely or bring it to full completion. You know, there is effort involved in the Christian life. You don't just accept Christ and sit back and do nothing. The Bible tells us that the Christian life is like running a race. We'll talk about that next time. The Christian life is like being in a war. We're in battle. The Christian life is not a playground. It's a battleground. And you have to work it out. You have to live it out. You need to continue in this commitment you've made for Christ. In fact, I have actually five litmus tests that you can apply in your life to determine whether or not you really are saved. To determine whether or not Christ really lives inside of you. Number one, if you are really saved, you will confess Jesus Christ as Lord. If you are really saved, you will confess Jesus Christ as Lord. First John 4.15 says, He that confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him, and he in God. Number two, if you're really saved, you'll obey God's commands. If you're really saved, you'll obey God's commands. First John 5.3 says, This is love for God that you obey his commands, and his commands are not burdensome, for everyone that is born of God overcomes the world. Do you find God's word hard to live by? You say, oh man, I don't like this and I don't like that. And Well listen, it's not a burden when you understand that these words are put in scripture and yes, the commandments were put in scripture for your own protection. And that brings me to point number three. If you're really saved, you will be unhappy and miserable when you have sinned. If you're really saved, you'll be unhappy or miserable when you have sinned. First John 3, 9 says, everyone who's been born of God does not habitually sin because God's seed remains in him and he's not able habitually to sin. That verse does not say that if you're a child of God, you will not sin because everyone sins. But there's a difference between sinning and knowing it and being sorry for it and the person who intentionally sins again and again, and they do it habitually. And the Bible is saying if you're a child of God, you won't habitually sin. Listen, you won't be sinless, but you will sin less. And you will not be happy after you've sinned, and you'll want to get right with God. Listen, if you want to be an unhappy person, have unconfessed sin in your life. Happiness does not come from sin. Misery, guilt, and repercussions come from sin. That is why the Bible says, happy is the man who has been forgiven of his sin. And I wanna encourage some of you who maybe are not experiencing this joy or happiness to come back to the Lord. You know, we've seen quite a few people return to the Lord, people that have not darkened the doorway of a church for a long time, but they've come back again and they're making recommitments to Christ. So let me say this to you. If you're a person who has not been in church for a long time, maybe never, but you're with us now, I wanna say, welcome back. No, I don't wanna beat you down. I wanna lift you up and say, welcome back. We're glad that you're here. Maybe you've come to your senses and you've seen the emptiness of life without Jesus Christ. Maybe it's as something as radical as COVID-19 that has been your 
wake-up call to see that you've taken so many things for granted and you want to return again to the Lord. I hope that you'll do that. Let me ask you a provocative and kind of weird question. Are you a prodigal or are you a pig? <laughs> yeah, you heard me right. Are you a prodigal son or daughter or are you a pig? You decide which one you'll be. You've heard of the prodigal son, that very familiar story that Jesus told in the Gospel of Luke about the boy that ran away from his father and went to a far country and made a mess out of his life and came to his senses and returned home and was welcomed, received, and forgiven by his father. That was the prodigal. A prodigal son or a prodigal daughter will always come back home to their father. Or are you a pig? I don't mean that as an insult. I'm quoting from 2 Peter 2.21. It says it would have been better if they had never known the right way to live than to know it and reject God's commandments that were given to them. They make this proverb come true. A dog returns to his vomit and a washed pig returns to the mud. Listen, I know the Bible is true for many reasons. It is the one book that dares to predict the future. It, it is a book that has no contradictions in it. But here's another reason I know the Bible is true. I've seen a dog return to its own vomit. Kind of gross to watch, actually. But you've seen a dog barf, then eat the barf? That's gross. Why did I say that? It's true. I don't know what's going on in the dog brain. You know, I'd like to have a hot meal now. Brr, here we go. And then people say, oh, the mouths of dogs are cleaner than humans. Yeah, they eat their own barf and they drink toilet water. Now they want to lick you in the face and, and you're doing a selfie with the dog licking you. Have fun. I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that at all. But a dog will return to its own vomit and a pig will return to its slop or it will return again to the mud. That's because a pig is a pig. Uh, my two granddaughters, Stella and Lucy, have a pet pig. And guess what they named him? No, not bacon. They named him Sunday. Go figure. So Sunday is a pig, and he sounds like a pig, and he looks like a pig, and I think if he was given the choice, he would like to be back in the mud like a pig. So here's the point of that passage. If you're a prodigal, you'll want to come back to God, but if you're a pig or a dog, you just go back to the way you were living before because you never believed. See, it's not so much the question of, oh, that person that made a profession of faith and fell away, the question is not, did they lose their salvation? Maybe they weren't a Christian to start with. Here's how you know if you're a believer, where you end up. If you end up back in your commitment to Christ, it shows you were merely a prodigal. Great to have you with us today. We're hearing from Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, and also the featured speaker of the Harvest Events Worldwide. He's offering a number of characteristics of people who truly belong to the Lord today. It's a good opportunity to check up on ourselves. It's a message called, We Can Work It Out. Let's continue. Here's point number four. If you want to know if you're saved or not, did you keep yourself from the evil one or from the devil? First John 5.18 says, We know whoever is born of God does not sin, and he who has been born of God keeps himself from the wicked one, and the wicked one does not touch him. So to keep himself means you stay as far away from evil as you possibly can. Listen, I don't keep myself saved, but I can keep myself safe. I can avoid relationships. I can avoid environments. 
I can avoid situations where I know that I'm vulnerable and I know I could sin. And so if you're really a child of God, you'll want to stay away from ungodly influences. But having said that, if you're really a child of God, you'll want to be around godly influences because you will love Christians, your fellow believers. That's point number five. If you're really saved, you will love other Christians. First John 5, 1 John 5.1 says, Everyone that believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. Here's the key now, in conclusion, to working out your own salvation. It's found there in Philippians 2, verse 13, where Paul says, It is God that works in you both to will and do of his good pleasure. It is God. I can't do this on my own, but it's God working through me. The Bible says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Listen, it's not hard to be a Christian friend. It's impossible without the help and power of the Holy Spirit. Apart from Christ, I can't do it. But then Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So work out, carry to the goal, fully complete, discover your own salvation with fear and trembling, meaning with reverence for God and self-distrust. Carry it to the goal, for it is God that works in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. And this is what we're all seeking to do. And then Paul also mentions here, then you will shine as a light in this perverse world. Our world is dark. People are scared. People are desperate. But we want to shine the light of Jesus Christ and let them know that there is a God in heaven who loves them. I think you will find a lot of opportunities to tell others about Jesus because people are wondering what they should do. People are worried. People are anxious. I've read that the suicide rate is going up right now. There's great mental health issues that people are grappling with and the use of alcohol and drugs. All of these things are up. People don't know where to turn. Listen, the answer is you turn to Jesus Christ. Let me tell you a story about Paul who wrote this epistle and his buddy Silas. They were preaching the gospel and they were arrested and they were thrown into a, a Roman jail. It was like a dungeon. It was a hellhole. It was far worse than what Paul was facing here when he wrote to the believers in Philippi where he was under house arrest. This time his back was torn open with a Roman whip and his legs were fastened into stocks. And the Bible says this jailer who beat them and whipped them was especially cruel. But then we read this great verse. At midnight, Paul and Silas began to sing praises to God. You know, it's one thing to sing God's praises when the sun's out and the birds are singing. It's another thing to sing the praises of God in the middle of the night or when you're going through a hardship like Paul and Silas. So we read, at midnight they sing praises to God and then we read this verse, and the other prisoners heard them. And that phrase heard could be translated, listened with pleasure. Have you ever heard a song come on the radio that's one of your favorites, you turn it up? These guys were listening with pleasure. I don't know if Paul and Silas were doing two-part harmonies or what, but they were listening. And then an earthquake came. An earthquake came and shook the walls of that prison and the walls collapsed 
and the jailer who was in charge was ready to kill himself because he knew the penalty for losing prisoners was death for him and even his family. He was getting ready to kill himself with that Roman short sword. And Paul says, stop. Don't take your life. We're all here still. And that man who had been so cruel said to Paul, what must I do to be saved? Oh, that's a big question. What must you do to be saved? Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And that goes to your household too. So you might be wondering, okay, I don't even know if I'm saved as you say. I don't know with certainty that I'll go to heaven when I die. I don't have this happiness you've been talking about. I don't have this peace in the midst of a storm. I'm freaked out. I'm scared. I'm agitated. Well, here's what you need to do. You need to call out to God. He can save you. He can forgive you. He can remove all of your guilt that you've been carrying throughout all of your life and he can come and take residence in your heart where you can know with certainty that you will go to heaven when you die. Let me close with that thought. What if this were your last day or night on planet earth? What if tomorrow you would enter eternity? Would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? Yes, there is a hell. And it was not made for people. It was created for the devil and his angels, according to Jesus. The last thing that God wants is for any man or woman made in his image to spend eternity separated from him in hell. That's why Jesus died on the cross for you. He paid the price for every sin you have ever committed. He came to pay a debt he did not owe because you owed a debt you could not pay. But then three days later, Jesus Christ who died on that cross rose again from the dead and now he stands at the door of your life and he knocks and he says, if you'll hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. Your life can change. He's just a prayer away. So listen, if you want Christ to come into your life, if you want to know that you'll go to heaven when you die, if you want your guilt taken away or if you've fallen away from the Lord like a prodigal son or daughter, and you want to come back to him, pray this prayer with me right now. You can pray it out loud if you like. You can pray it silently, but pray with me right now. Let's pray. Pray these words. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know you're the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. I turn from my sin. I'm sorry for it. And I ask you to come into my life now from this moment forward. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. An important prayer from Pastor Greg Laurie as he's speaking with those who are making a decision for the Lord today. And if you've made that change, we'd love to help you to begin to walk with God. Let us send you our New Believers Growth Packet. Just ask for it when you call 1-800-00-5011. It's free of any charge or obligation if you've prayed for the very first time today to invite God into your life. Well, next time, Pastor Greg continues his series, Quarantine Life. He helps us to see how to run the race of life to win, how to serve Christ and share Christ during this critical moment in time. Be sure to join us at the same time tomorrow.
you'd like a copy of Pastor Greg's message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called We Can Work It Out. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.